Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Today we conclude our series that we have been walking through during the month of April called At a Cost by Thinking About Parenting and Grandparenting. It's a fun topic and I'm glad that you're here. Let's begin with a big idea that will help frame our conversation and I would encourage you to take out your talk notes and to fill in some of these blanks and let's think together a little bit. Here's our big idea. Lead in such a way that respecting God becomes your rallying cry, okay? Lead or parent or a grandparent in such a way that respecting God becomes your rallying cry or this is what we will be doing with your family, with your organization. And that's what a family is. It's an organization. Lead in such a way that respecting God becomes your rallying cry. Today's kind of fun because we're going to dive into a couple of verses from Proverbs chapter 1 in just a moment. And we're going to look at verses 7 and 8. These are verses that talk to kids about listening to their parents and listening to the leadership that God has provided for them. But what's interesting about these two verses is we can pull from that some very practical help for parents and for grandparents. And so we're going to walk through that in just a moment. And then I'm going to interview a couple here at Valley Point. They have adult children and they have grandchildren, and they're going to be the voice of wisdom for us. So we're going to look at scripture, pull some thinking points and some takeaways, and then we'll have a very practical interview that will bring this home for us today. Let me share with you some thinking points just to continue to guide our conversation and our thinking. Here's the first one. God has an objective with parenting, or God has a goal with this. Maybe that's new information for you, that God actually cares about parenting and has a path or a plan. Maybe that's new information for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you knew that, but in the busyness of life and in the heat of parenting and grandparenting. It's something that you have quickly forgotten and suppressed from your mind. I want to remind us all today, God has an objective with parenting. And here it is. He wants one generation to follow another generation in his steps and in his ways, in God's ways. So it's one generation following another generation, so we can say that parenting, grandparenting, has a godly perspective, has a godly goal with generations in mind. One generation following after another generation. This is God's goal, God's objective with parenting. Maybe you're here and you don't like God or you're not too sure about him. You've had a bad experience and You're trying to find your way back to God, but you're just not sure, but you're here. I'm glad that you're here, and I want you to know as we move through this, no matter how you feel about God, here's how God feels about you. He wants you to succeed as a parent and as a grandparent. God wants that for you. No matter how you feel about him, 
God wants you to succeed as a parent or as a grandparent. So let's just remember, God has an objective here. He has a goal, one generation following another generation in his steps. That's our first thinking point. Here's the second one. Children learn how to make decisions by observing their parents and their grandparents making decisions. (laughs) which is kind of a frightening thing, isn't it? Our kids, they're going to figure out how to make decisions and choices based on what they see in their parents and in their grandparents. There's always exceptions to this. There are some outlier examples, but by and large, kids are going to learn how to walk through life. They're going to learn how to make decisions. They're going to learn how to process choices by observing how their parents did that and how their grandparents did that as well. Let's put these two thinking points together now. If God has an objective for parenting, and I believe that he does, one generation following the next generation in his steps. If God has an objective for parenting, and if kids learn how to make choices based on what they observe in their parents and in their grandparents, (laughs) then this is kind of an important conversation we're having today. It matters, and we want to get this right. We want to do that because the cost of not parenting, the cost of not leading well in this arena is very high. And so we want to do our best. We want to get this right, and that's probably why you're here today. Let's figure some things out so we can do our very best job. Perhaps you're like me. There are occasions after I've said something or acted in some way or made some kind of choice, and I look at my kids and I say, am I going to ruin my kids? Have you ever felt that way? Like my children will need therapy forever because of this choice or what I said or what I did. I know I feel that way occasionally, and you probably feel the same way every now and then. So Let's learn together. We need help in this area. And here's the good news. And there is good news. The good news is that scripture gives us wisdom piece after wisdom piece after wisdom piece about how we can lead and parent and grandparent in effective ways. There's a lot in scripture about parenting and about families, and we want to look to that now. Before we dive into Proverbs chapter 1, maybe you're here and you're not a parent. You're in 6th grade through 12th grade or maybe in college and you're just not a parent yet. I want to say I'm glad that you're here because these verses are actually directed to children. And so I think you're going to be encouraged today with how you can walk out of here with some very helpful things that I believe will set you up in life to succeed. So Glad that you're here. You're going to learn something today as well. Maybe you're here and you're an adult, but not a parent. And you're wondering, why am I here? This is yet another talk, not for me. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And here's why. You have a great advantage in terms of encouraging and helping parents and grandparents because you have no skin in this game, so to speak. Right? So you have a great advantage. You can get next to your friends and your family members who are parents and say, would you just relax a little bit, calm down, and breathe, 
everyone's going to survive and live here and let's just pray together. Let's encourage each other. You have the ability as a single person to help parents and grandparents. So I would encourage you to lean into this conversation and find those outlets, those ways with your family and with your friends that you can kind of get next to them as a single person and you can really say whatever you want to say. But I would encourage you to be kind and to encourage and you can help people relax. So again, Great advantage for those of you who are adults, but not parents. Here's what I want you to do. Take your Bible or your device and find Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to read verses 7 and 8 in just a moment and then unpack some words there that are going to give us some more thoughts about parenting and grandparenting. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs is an Old Testament book. It comes after the book of Psalms and before the book of Ecclesiastes. It fits into what is called wisdom literature. And the reason it's called wisdom literature is that the Proverbs are filled with all kinds of wise sayings. I mean, just one right after another. As a matter of fact, the key word throughout the book of Proverbs is the word wisdom. Many of the Proverbs, not all of them, but many of them were written by a guy named Solomon. Solomon was an ancient king of Israel. Some consider him to be the wisest man who ever lived. And here's what Solomon did as he wrote these different Proverbs under the direction of God. He put them together in poems, pithy questions, short stories, and wise maxims. So he wrote in a very creative way in order to give very practical information on how we can survive and how we can handle life's challenges, like parenting and grandparenting. And we find this right away in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Let's dive into this now. Here's what verse 7 says. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, here's verse 8, my child, listen when your father corrects you and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Now, for those of you who are parents in the room, verse 8 has probably now just become your favorite verse in the Bible ever. Like, I love that. My child, listen when your father corrects you and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Let's kind of walk through this now. I want to share some guidance thoughts, some practical help that we find right here in Proverbs chapter 1 and these two verses. Three guiding thoughts, three practical helps for parents and for grandparents. Here's the first one, and that is build the foundation. Build the foundation for your kids, for your family. That's what verse 7 says. Fear of the Lord is the, here's our word, our foundation. It's the fear of the Lord. That is the foundation of true, lasting, and real knowledge. Fear of the Lord, that's the foundation. That word fear there in the construction of the sentence has the idea of respect and honor of a superior being. And so right away, one of the things we find here in Proverbs chapter 1 is that if we're going to lead our families in an effective way, let's build the foundation. Let's start there. And what's the foundation? Fear. 
respect, honoring God, and responding to his greatness. That's the foundation. So let's build that. And here's the deal with building the foundation. It just keeps on going. It begins when they're young, and you keep building the foundation as your kids mature. And even when they become adults, you continue to build the foundation. It never ends. The work of parenting is exhausting. One of the great things, I would say one of the surprises that I have picked up on in parenting, and people told me about this, like it's going to come and, you know, be aware of this. And you're like, okay. And you never really know it until you walk through it. And that's kind of how life works. But one of my biggest surprises in parenting is that you still have to parent adult children. And boy, that can be exhausting at times. I have six kids, ranging in age from seven to 22. And my 22-year-old needs as much parenting as my seven-year-old, but it's much more complex. And that's why I think the challenge is given here. Don't wait for this because you may miss a window of opportunity and it becomes more difficult. So build the foundation, help our kids and our grandkids. This is for grandparents as well. Build the foundation of respecting and honoring God and responding to a superior being. This is where we begin. This is how we build the foundation. The rest of verse seven says, but fools, right? So building the foundation, that's the start. Fools though, They despise wisdom and discipline. Nobody wants to be a fool. So you go back to the very first part of verse seven, fear of the Lord is the foundation. So if we don't want to become foolish, and if we don't want that for our kids or our grandkids, the very best thing we can do and the first step is to build the foundation. Here's guidance thought number two. It's the word correct which nobody really likes doing, but it's part of the deal. Verse eight goes on to say, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Now that's a challenge given specifically to fathers, but I believe it applies to mothers and grandparents as well. Listen when your leaders, when they correct you. The Hebrew word for correct here has the idea of discipline and warning. And when you put that together with the sentence, I believe the author is communicating, my child, listen when your father disciplines you or listen when he warns you, all with the idea of helping that particular child or we're talking about our kids and our grandkids, helping them get on the right kind of path. So correcting is involved in this. And again, that's discipline, And that's warning, that's using our language where we sit as parents with a little more wisdom than our kids, as grandparents with a little more wisdom than parents and certainly our grandkids. From that vantage point, warning and disciplining so that we help them get on the right path. That's the idea there. One more guiding thought and... It's the word instruct, and that's what we see here in the rest of verse 8. Don't neglect. By the way, that word means don't leave, don't abandon, don't throw off, don't ignore. 
So don't neglect, don't abandon, don't reject, don't throw off your mother's instruction. This is something that you're going to need in life. So three guiding thoughts. Build the foundation, correct, and instruct. What's really interesting to me about these two verses is that they're actually given to children. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. My child, he's talking to kids here. This is what you need to do. Listen to your father's correction and don't cast off your mother's instruction. These words are given to kids, but the underlying assumption there is that leaders, parents, me, it's my responsibility, grandparents, they're taking those steps. They're building the foundation. They are correcting and they are instructing. From these two verses, I would like to pull some takeaways for all of us that I believe will be helpful. So here we go. Takeaway number one, build the foundation. We talked about that, but here's how. You do that by letting your kids see you reverence God. So it's one thing to talk about or talk to our kids or our grandkids about you got to respect God, you need to do that. It's a whole nother thing when we get the chance to say, let me show you how I do that as your parent, as your grandparent. And so the encouragement here is all of us, let's allow our kids to see us reverence God, respect him and honor him and hold him in high regard. The reality is, if we don't do that, our kids probably won't either. And so build the foundation, and here's how we do that, by letting your kids and your grandkids see you respecting and honoring God. So moms and dads and grandparents, you honor God. You respect God and respond to his greatness. Let your kids see you reverencing him. Let your kids see you worshiping God. Let your kids see you diving into scripture and wrestling with the great truth that is found here. They should know that about us. Let your kids and your grandkids see you giving to God. Let your kids and your grandkids see you serving God. Let your kids and your grandkids see you taking dangerous faith steps all in an effort to honor God and to reverence him. If we want to build the foundation, which I believe is the greatest thing we can do, then let your kids see you reverence and honor God. Secondly, correct and instruct. Those were two of our key words there in verse eight. Correct and instruct with a goal. And the goal shouldn't be simply to survive the day, although sometimes we need that goal in front of us. I get that. We should need to have a, a bigger picture view in mind. So the goal of correcting and instructing is to discipline and to warn with this view of helping our kids get on the right path. So when we correct, when we instruct, when we warn, when we discipline, it's about this long view of helping them see and get onto that right path. And let me just say this. I think many times when that happens, our kids make some great choices. They do. Our grandkids do. 
And when we see our kids and our grandkids making great choices that certainly show respect for us as parents and grandparents, but ultimately show respect and honor for God, we should thank God for that every single day. Because that's a big deal. But just know there are going to be times when our kids and our grandkids avoid that instruction and maybe go in the opposite direction. And that's frustrating, and that can be hurtful and painful to us. And I think often in my conversations with parents and grandparents who come in and talk to me about this, they often take the blame for that, and they beat themselves up, and they feel really bad, and they get into a dark place because of choices their kids have made. Just know our children do have to choose for themselves at some point. And they may choose a path that isn't honoring to God, and isn't pleasing even to us as parents or grandparents, I think it's in those moments we come back to building the foundation. You, in those situations, you keep honoring and respecting God, and you leave the door open, and you provide every opportunity for them to get on that kind of path. So correct and instruct with a goal. We want them to get on the right path. Even if they don't, let's keep building that foundation, okay? And let God work. Let God work. Let God do what we cannot, which is better than what we can do. All right, final takeaway. Take advantage. Here's the encouragement. Take advantage of what happens here at Valley Point Church for your family, for you. Between Kid Point for our younger kids and On Point for our 6th through 12th grade students, let, let me share this with you. We have poured a tremendous amount of creativity and finances, and staffing efforts into our next generation ministries because we value them and we see them as part of the church today. And they need our help and our encouragement. And so our whole ministry model is built around providing opportunities for our kids and our students to learn about how God cares about them and has a wonderful purpose for their lives. And I believe one of the greatest gifts that a church can give to families, the greatest gift that a church can give to you, one of them, is to provide other adults who love your kids and care about them with all of their imperfections and all their quirks, that care about them and love them and get next to them and say some of the same things that you are saying as parents. That is a great gift. And that is available here at Valley Point Church. And we're trying to build this model of saying, let's get a lot of adults who help our young kids and our students and our teenagers and our young adults know that God cares about them and say some of the same things that our parents are saying. So take advantage, take full advantage. That's what it's here for. Take full advantage of what Valley Point offers to you. Now, there is a great benefit in all of this to our kids. And so if you're still at home and you're still answering to your parents, I want to read this verse to you because it's beautiful and helpful. It's verse nine. Just listen to this. Here's what it says. What you learn from them. Now, who's them? Well, that's the leaders. It's the parents. It's the grandparents. So what you gain from them, what you learn from them, here it is. 
It will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Now, can I just say to you in the room who are still at home, if you walk out of your home and into college and into your career and whatever God has for you in the future, if you walk into that with a crown of grace (laughs) and a chain of honor around your neck, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it because you have that kind of foundation. And let me just say to you, parents and grandparents, if you build the foundation and if you correct and if you instruct, These are the gifts you're giving to your kids and your grandkids. You're giving them a crown of grace and a chain of honor that hangs around their neck, and they're going to be okay in life. They're going to be able to manage all of the ups and the downs, the successes as well as the losses because of what you have provided for them in this foundation. Back to the big idea. Lead or parent in such a way that respecting God, reverencing God, honoring him and responding to him, lead in such a way that this becomes your rallying cry. I'll build the foundation, I'll correct, and I'll instruct. To help us continue thinking about building the foundation here. I want to invite Gus and Lori Sareka to join me on the stage. They are going to be the voice of wisdom today. And as they're coming, here's what you need to know about Gus and Lori. They have been married now for 46 years. They have four adult children, three boys and one girl. And get this, they have 18 grandchildren, right? 18? 18. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> uh, no other hour clapped for that. No, no. That's <laughs> I think they're very happy for you. 18 we have a lot grandchildren. Of grandmoms out here, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 18 grandkids ranging in age from 2 to 20. And here's something else you need to know about Gus and Lori. They have been a part of Valley Point Church since 1975. I was five years old at the time. There you go. Just five. They've been here since 1975, and you raised your kids here, and now many of your grandchildren are a part of Valley Point Church as well. Thank you for being willing to talk with all of us. As you hear this, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, build the foundation, correct, and instruct. As you hear this, what, what comes to mind as parents and grandparents with experience? What comes to mind? First thing I think of is uh, I'm so glad I'm done raising kids. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's a challenge. Yeah, it is in this day and age with so much outside influence mm-hmm. between um, the internet. Mm-hmm. The, they have their own phones, you know, the social media. So mm-hmm. That's a real challenge in this day and age. So it's tough. Yeah. I know you had you mentioned building a foundation for Laurie and I. Uh, when we were starting out and raising our kids, we, we decided that we were going to follow Jesus. Mm. And we were going to make church a priority in our life. And church just wasn't something else that we did. Um, it was the main thing. It was the number one priority. And so we would be involved in every aspect of it. And 
you know, we would teach our kids spiritual disciplines. We would teach them how to pray. We would teach them, um, you know, how to study the Bible. And we would teach them and memorize scripture alongside with them. And we would even teach them how to, how to give back to the church. Mm. Um, it's tough, but that's, we tried to do that, build that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I remember when, um, when you are trying to teach that, you always really look for the teachable moments because kids right. kind of need visual to kind of grasp things. And so this one time when we were, we used to give our kids allowance. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but um, we used to give them an allowance and we'd give it to them and then we would say, well, now you have to give 10% back to the Lord. You have to put so much in savings and then you can spend the rest. And they would be like, well, are you crazy? I don't get to spend it all, you know? And we're like, no, the Lord comes first. You got to do that, you know? And so that's a little bit hard of concept for them. And so one time my oldest son was out playing and he comes running in and he, he opens up his hand and he says, look what I found. And he had $12 in his hand. And I was just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, it's like I took full <laughs> advantage of that. Like, see that? If you're a generous giver, the Lord gives back. You can't outgive God. You know, just on and on about it all. <laughs> so it was great. That's great. So everybody's going to be looking for 12 bucks today. Yeah, right? they, they may find it. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if allowance is a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they get the whole check. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. That's okay. We're keeping it real. Yep. We're keeping it real. All right. As you look back on parenting, and again, your kids are out of the home now. Yeah. But as you look back, what is one aspect that you would say, you know, I, I might change that if I could go back and do it again? Mm-hmm. What would you adjust? Um, probably one thing for me is I would probably wish they had seatbelts in cars back in the day because some of you know my stories, but one of them is that I would be driving and the car door would fly open and my kids would boom, boom, boom out onto the street. It's a true story. You know, and, Happened more than once. <laughs> it wasn't because of my driving. It was because of the cars we used to have to drive. Junk cars. <laughs> but anyway, um, probably one thing for me, looking back, um, I would probably like to be more open with my kids. Um, just show them a little bit more vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of try to, uh, me try to be the perfect parent, them try to be the perfect child, you know, and everything um, in order. And, um, I think I would have tried to show them failure a little bit more and just been a little bit more open for them. Um, it's hard for me cause I'm a private person. I don't open up a lot. Mm. I would probably wish I would change that. So being a private person who doesn't open up a lot, this is probably your favorite thing to do here. <laughs> I, I think I'll be puking at the end of this thing. So. <laughs> well, hold on. It's hold all good. On. <laughs> Sorry for that visual. <laughs> Gus, what about you? An, an aspect as you look mm. back, like, you know, I might do this over a little bit here. You know, yeah. this, is a, this is a hard question, but I've had so many failures in my life as a, as a father and as a husband. And I think one of the things that I would I'd like to share is that, you know, raising my kids, I try to treat them the same mm. all the time. And now as they're older, I realize how different they are. You know, we had four kids, and, and, and the older they get, the more different they become. And so I think, looking back, I think I wish I would have treated them a little more as individuals. Mm. And um, I think that would have made a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your grandparents now, 
And I think everybody knows the joke, if you could begin with your grandkids, that's like, a, that's like a better way to start. So talk about the joy, the joy of grandparenting. Yeah, my greatest joy is giving them back at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. You spoil them, you give them whatever they want, and that's then you right. give them back. It's, that's the way it works. <laughs> Well, I do like when they act up, give their parents a hard time, because oh, it's yeah. just like paybacks, yes, everything, <laughs> you know. We love watching that. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, though, um, for me, there's nothing like walking into a room, seeing your grandparents, your grandkids coming up, running up to you, you know, their faces just light up, you mm-hmm. know, and um, there's just no greater joy, you know. You 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 know you're doing something right when when they when they have that attitude towards you, and if you're if you are doing it right, the, even the teenagers will do that, you know. <laughs> so great. does my heart good. Yeah, it's mm. great. Mm. And I know for me, when I was bringing my my kids up, we were involved in a lot of different things and sports, and we used to go to games and and different things and support them, and it was just a lot of fun. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that. And now with the grandkids, it's de- deja vu because they're doing the same thing. Mm. And it's just so much fun going to and supporting them and watching them. And one of the cool things about it is that my grandkids are so much better than what my kids were. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Right, Luke? They're just so much better. <laughs> and it's a lot of games, let it's me tell you. It's a lot of games. <laughs> it's a lot of games. <laughs> um, but for Lori and I, really, watching our grandkids follow Jesus, mm. trust in the Lord, and just make church a priority. I, I see them involved in Kid Point and, and On Point, and, you know, they go on compassion trips with us. Uh, what a joy that is. And just watching them, you know, even being a part of their baptisms, there's no greater joy for a grandparent, and we just love yeah. that part mm-hmm. of it. Amen. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What advice? Again, you're, you're kind of the voice of wisdom today. What advice can you give to parents in the room who are in the thick of it right now and maybe feel a bit overwhelmed or you're not happy with where things are right now and perhaps you're wondering if you can make it. What <laughs> advice, what encouragement would you give to parents um, today? I, I would just say parenting is hard. It, mm. it's, it's daunting. Um, and I would just, I, I would just say you... Um, lean on the Lord, you know, Mm. as much as you can. Um, The best way is just on your knees, Mm. you know, seeking guidance, seeking um, his wisdom. And, uh, and just remember, you're not alone. You know, we do have what what you talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, all these other things that can factor in. So that would be my advice. I think that's true. It's, um, you know, God never intended for us to raise our kids by ourselves. Mm. And I, I truly believe that he's given us the church to partner and yeah. together we, we raise our children as a faith community. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, children left to their own devices are not necessarily going to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to instruct them and guide them and teach them. And, and I would say take full advantage of Valley Point Church. And, and even if Valley Point Church is not your home, find a place where you can jump in with both feet and get fully invested in a church. Obviously, we hope Valley Point Church would be that. And um, that, w- that, w- that would be my encouragement to them. Yeah. We're not alone. I, we're not. And, and I know you. we talked a little bit about um, how talking about God is a hard thing because we mm. can't see him. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking earlier how, you know, when you, when you talk about respecting God, we can't see God. And it's not an easy thing mm-hmm. just to respect something you can't see. But I, I truly do believe that God has given us a church. He's given us his word, things that we can tangibly see. That when you respect those things and when you make those things a priority in your life, God honors that. God honors that. And I, I just, it's helped for us, for Laurie and I. It helped mm-hmm. us a lot. Back to the big idea. Lead, parent in such a way that respect for God and reverencing God becomes your rallying cry. It's a great challenge for all of us, whether we're parents or grandparents. And Gus and Lori, I just want to thank you for the great example that you have set for many years here at Valley Point Church of, in imperfect ways, and you're, you're the first to admit that, in imperfect ways, seeking to say, okay, reverencing God, let's make this our rallying cry. I really appreciate that. I want to encourage all of us to take it upon ourselves to say, let's build the foundation, let's correct, and let's instruct with the idea that this reverence for God, it needs to be our rallying cry. I want Lori and Gus just to pray over our families this morning as we prepare to conclude here. And will you guys just ask God to encourage us and to keep us on the right paths mm-hmm. as we lead our families, will you do that, Lord? Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Okay, Father, we come to you now, and we just um, we're so thankful for Valley Point Church and what they mean to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we conclude this series at a cost, um, today's message on parenting—that's a—that's uh, <laughs> very costly, as we know, time, energy, a lot of resources. But I just pray now, Lord, for the um, the moms, the grandmoms out there, whatever season you're in, in parenting. Um, I would especially like to thank, uh, to uh, pray for the moms that are in the trenches right now. And I would just ask you, Lord, to just hold them dear, hold them tight, uh, give them a desire to continually seek your wisdom, your guidance. It comes from you, Lord. And I would just pray that they, they do realize that they're not alone in this. And there's a lot of resources out here that, that can help you get through it and that they would just lean on on that. Um, I pray this in Jesus' name. And Father, we do thank you, too, for your son, Jesus Christ, and we thank you for your word where we can find that wisdom, we can find that guidance. And we just pray, Lord, that you give us the courage to um, seek it, give us the wisdom that we need to, to raise our children the way you want us to. I pray specifically, Lord, for the fathers and the pop pops that are in the room, Lord, I just pray that they would continue to set the example of reverencing you, respecting you, and chasing after you, even through the hardships and even through the mistakes. May we all realize, Lord, that none of us are perfect, but that you are perfect, and that we can lean on you, trust in you, through this task of raising our children and our grandchildren. And Lord, we'll give you all the praise and all the honor. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you help me thank Gus and Lori? Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. 
If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.